With a closer look at the news and events affecting Prince George, welcome to After 9 on 93.1 CFIS-FM. A dreary December day out there at Quebec and 3rd. I think dreary is the best way to describe the weather right now. It's not, there's no precipitation, but it's just gray. Alan Wishart in the host chair as usual on Wednesday. Steve on the board. And we are ready to go already. Guess who I've spoken with before, but it's been a while. Gwen Arrowsmith from Poor, Poor Paws Beer. I think I've always had trouble with the name, haven't I? <laughs> yeah, I think you have. <laughs> it's a very simple name. A tongue twister. Four Paws Pure. Uh, joins us this morning. Good morning, Gwen. Good morning. So now, I guess, first question, what do you guys do? Because, as I say, it's been a while. People yeah. may have forgotten. Well, there you go. Uh, we uh, are a manufacturer here in Prince George. Mm-hmm. We manufacture pet treats for dogs and cats, and we manufacture chews. We also make a few toys, supplements, things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we do also have a new location, a new store opening up. Um, but in our store, we don't make everything that we carry. However, more than 90% of what we carry is made in Canada. Okay. Uh, we're a very different pet store. We're yeah. not your typical just order whatever you can find kind of thing. Mm-hmm. We really research and find the best. Yeah. Now, how long have you guys been around? Uh, May uh, 2022 will be 16 years old. Wow. Okay. And when you guys started, if I, I guess I'm pretty sure we talked about this before. When you guys started, it was... Everything was basically homegrown, if you will, wasn't it? Absolutely. You made everything at home. You didn't get everything from anybody else. No, we nope. were all home-based. We Sheesh. did everything ourselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, we didn't carry the raw food for dogs and cats yeah. because we just didn't have the space. Mm-hmm. Uh, we started carrying it a few years ago, so we were selling out our front door at, <laughs> at the house. Uh, and then last year, we made the leap, and we went into the mall for three months mm-hmm. uh, right. with a pop-up. Yeah. And that proved to be that proved to be very beneficial mm-hmm. and also told us that the people of Prince George, the pet parents, want better for their pets. Yeah. Now, did you guys have to close down at any point during COVID or were you able to basically keep going? We are considered essential because huh? dogs and cats need to eat. Yes. So we oh, able yeah. To, Do they ever need to eat? <laughs> exactly. We've been able to stay open. Uh, we did some major shifting when COVID oh, hit yeah. because, of course, the markets closed down and yeah. that sort of was our selling point. So we started doing a lot online, a lot of local delivery, which mm. we still do. Yeah. We still offer offer local delivery. Mm-hmm. But so many people took advantage of it. And we had so many people saying, I've always wanted to try and I've always wanted to buy from you. And they made that leap and started and they haven't stopped. So we had to move into a location <laughs> after the mall. That was one thing I had heard was about halfway through like the big shutdown if you will yeah the big lockdown you had groups like the spca saying we're seeing we've got a lot fewer animals in now because people are at home and they're realizing they want something there if they're living by themselves they don't just want to come home and be sitting at home for 24 hours a day with nothing else there so they were coming in and getting pets Absolutely. The purpose of pets has changed so much oh, over the years. Yeah. I mean, even just a few decades ago, they were working animals. Cats no. were to keep the pests down and, no. and dogs were to protect and to mm-hmm. uh, take care of livestock and stuff like that. Mm. But everything's changed. Now oh. Now there are bed mates mm-hmm. and uh, mm. we, we spend all our time with them and all the funny memes out there saying I'd rather go home and spend time with my dog is yeah. so, so true. Yeah, Of course, a lot of people now and probably even then 
would consider cats pests sometimes because as the saying goes, you own a dog. Yeah. A cat owns you. It's so <laughs> true. We have three and three, and it's definitely oh. the cats who are in charge. Yeah, and the dogs just cower in corners whenever the cats are walking around. Yeah, and mm. one of the dogs is over 100 pounds, but he definitely <laughs> gives the cats their space. Yeah. Now, did you guys, did Four Paws Pure always work with cats and dogs to start with? Or did you start with one and then go into the other? We started mostly with dog, but mm-hmm. we quickly got into cats, Uh we had our own cats, and uh, one thing we proudly do is test on animals because we make new I treats. I guess that makes sense, yeah. Yeah, we make <laughs> new treats, and then we take them home and see if the dogs like them and if the cats like them. Or we send them home for staff, dogs and cats, and they report back mm-hmm. on how it goes. So, yeah, I, I always wanted to get a T-shirt made that says we proudly test on animals. Yeah. But then there would have to be a little more explanation for yeah. people. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and so if you take it home and the cat looks at it and just takes a paw and just smacks it, you're kind of going, okay, that would need some work. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and cats are a bit harder than dogs. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's oh. way more chemical in cat food that mm-hmm. makes them addicted to it mm. than there is even in dog food, but dog yeah. food has it too. So many times it's very hard to get cats to eat anything other than their commercially processed kibble. Yeah. So what do you do? Do you basically say, there it is. That's all you're getting. When Your we, choice. <laughs> absolutely. When we adopt an animal, we won't go buy a bag of kibble just no. to transition them. We immediately put them on raw food. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it transitions really well. We've never had an animal, you know, uh, balk at it. Mm-hmm. They immediately go to it, and then they just stay on, on the raw food for the rest of their lives. Wow. Yeah. So now... Is it just cats and dogs at this point? Or it is you, just okay. cats and dogs. Yeah. We had a fellow in the store yesterday looking for bird stuff, and I said, I just don't know enough about birds yeah. to do anything for birds. So we have our knowledge base in dogs and cats. Yeah, yeah. And there's no sense to expand. You've got your niche. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So the new store, where exactly is it? I think you said on 15th? Yeah. Where, 15th is a fairly long street. It is. <laughs> uh, we actually are in the old Ruckus location at 15th uh, and Central. Yeah, okay. So, so very, very visible. Yeah. It's a nice, bright, clean store. Yeah. Big and beautiful. Big. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Absolutely. We haven't been able to start making our product there yet because the plumbers just finished this week. But by next <laughs> week, we might actually be making treats in the store again. Okay. Yeah. Which will be nice because then you won't have to make them at point A and transport exactly. them to point B. Exactly. So what have you guys been doing? Because I think the first time I actually met you guys, um, it may have been on the interview with Kathy Travers, but I think more likely it was when we were at Studio Fair. I think so. Yeah. I, I think I remember being interviewed at Studio Fair by you. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, we've been doing Studio Fair since 2009. Wow. Yeah. I mean, the only year we missed was last year because of COVID, but yeah, yeah. yeah. So we've been around for a while. Yeah. Now... Studio fair, basically a craft fair. Yeah. Now, obviously, a lot of the customers are the same people year after year at Studio Fair, so they know you're there. Absolutely. Can you sometimes tell who the new people are at Studio Fair when they sort of walk by and they stop and they go, pet food? <laughs> usually, usually, because we have some very unusual things. Mm-hmm. So we've got furry things, which are very beneficial for dogs and cats mm-hmm. to eat because yeah. it helps to control p- internal pests. Right. Um, and it's good fiber. It's good nutrient. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people, when they come along, they're expecting to see the milk bone and the rawhide, which yeah. we don't have anything even like that. 
so they come along and they see we have frog legs and they're like, what? <laughs> and we have furry rabbit feet and rabbit ears and things like that. And they're like, what is this? But when we start telling them, this is where you get the collagen from and the glucosamine mm-hmm. and the chondroitin and all the good things that the body needs, uh, which is not in those commercially processed chews. Yeah. You know, uh, the uh, nature has it right. They, they provide everything for these animals out in nature. So why doesn't it make sense that they're eating that way at home? Now, I wanted, because you're saying you've got good knowledge on dogs and cats. I want to throw one thing up because I've heard arguments both ways. Cats actually need meat, don't they? Cats are true carnivores. Yeah. So what that means is cats do not need carbs. Okay. Uh, dogs don't need carbs but can survive with them. Yes. With carbs in their diet. However, a dog's diet shouldn't be any more than about 4 or 5% carbs and mm-hmm. that's where kibble comes in to be a real problem because kibble is anywhere from 30 to 80 or even more percent mm-hmm. carbs. Okay. A dog's metabolism is not meant to run on sugar. It's meant to run on meat and fat. Okay. So when we start feeding these high carb diets, Another problem with them is that they're chemical-based. The mm-hmm. nutrient in there is not food-based. It is chemical. The flavoring in there is not food-based. It's chemical. So once we start feeding these dogs and cats that many chemicals, they start getting sick. Mm-hmm. And we shorten their lifespan. In the 1970s and 80s, a golden retriever was expected to live between 15 and 17 years. Mm-hmm. Our golden retrievers today that we take home as puppies are expected to live nine years. Wow. And we have done that with the food and the, mm-hmm. the, the system that is in place. Wow. Yeah. So now, Studio Fair, obviously, you were at there, you were there this year. Oh, it was yes. fantastic. Yeah. Brand new location, too, yeah. CN Center. It was really did you get When you guys were going over, did you have to remind yourself, CN Center? Don't go to the Civic Center, CN Center. Oh, I was super excited about the CN yeah. Center. Yeah. So I made no mistake. I was oh, at good. the CN Center. Now, there's usually a circuit of the craft fairs as well. I think Studio Fair is usually the first one. Yeah, Studio Fair often kicks it off. Yeah. And then um, the next one is in Vancouver, and then mm-hmm. the next one's in in uh, Calgary. And then um, uh, as far as we've gone, we've gone as far as Winnipeg. Wow. So the year that we did Winnipeg, we did Studio Fair. The following weekend was Vancouver, mm-hmm. then Calgary, then Winnipeg, then Saskatoon, then Edmonton, then back to Vancouver. Okay. So it's a, it's a nice logical trip that it's way. It's a yeah. logical trip, but it's very long, and you're yeah. you're. I, I had a lot of anxiety because, like, for Vancouver, we have to get from Vancouver to Calgary in one day, so we can be there in time to yeah. set up for the next show. And that's sort of how it is to Winnipeg and so on and so on. You just have a certain amount of time, but you got to get there. Now, is that happening this year? I guess the east, so the eastern part you could do. Like, if the eastern part was still there, Calgary, Saskatoon, Winnipeg, yeah. you almost could do that because I don't think they're having any problems except maybe with COVID. They're not. No, um, the Calgary show ran... Vancouver... Slightly yeah. different story right now. <laughs> yeah, but all the events are are requiring the passports. So, yeah. you know, I think that the events itself are very safe. Yeah. Um, I'm just glad we didn't travel because we'd have caught in that storm in Vancouver. Uh, we might likely still be in Vancouver. <laughs> uh, but we would probably try to get out of Vancouver that Sunday night, and it could have been very detrimental. Yes. So I, when we found out about that, we talked the other day, and I said, I think we've retired from out-of-town shows. 
Yeah, uh, for the moment. Well, no, I'm oh, permanently okay. to drive wow. with a truck and trailer mm-hmm. and go from city to city to city. Yeah. is very intense. It is exhausting. And I'm getting older, so now I'm... Well, we all are. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to throw this out there. If you got a call from somebody who does pet foods or pet supplies in, say, Calgary, and they say, okay, I hear you guys aren't coming out, would you be interested in sending some of your stuff to me and I'll sell it at my booth? Oh, Would that work? Um, I'm not sure. Some yeah. of the shows are juried specifically. Oh, okay. oh like, like what Studio Fair used to be. Yeah. 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 Um, but the other thing is, too, that we actually have stores right across Canada that carry our treats. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, we can usually direct them to a store locally mm-hmm. where they can find treats. Or if a store contacts us to sell, yeah, we definitely set up wholesale accounts. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. So, Gwen, let's go. If, first off, where can people find more information about Four Paws Pure? Oh, we're online. So, yeah. we have our website, our website, fourpawspure.ca. Should remind people, number four. Yes. Do not write out for you. It might still end up there because it it'll might. go. Do you mean? Yeah. In that way, the computers do what it sounds like. Are you a moron? Yeah, right. <laughs> um, well, we've definitely got our website. We've yeah. got most of our stuff up there. Uh, but we've also got Facebook and Instagram, mm. so we're posting there. Yeah. Uh, this weekend, we're having our grand opening. Yeah. Event, so we've got a lot of information coming out today and uh, the next couple of days. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have way over thousands of dollars worth of prizes that have been donated oh, to us good. or given to us or we supplied. So it's going to be a really pretty cool event. Okay. Now, we're into December, so I have to ask, you're doing an event. Is there going to be a, a big fat man there? Yes. Ah, yes. a big fat man there <laughs> from but, 10 to 12. That might not be me, by the way, people. I'm just, <laughs> just to make it clear, that's not necessarily me. Um, from 10 to 12 on Saturday and yeah. then from 2 to 4 on Saturday, we'll have a photographer and they'll take pictures uh, by donation. Okay. And then once we've gathered everything up, we'll find a, a rescue and send them. <laughs> Send it off. Now, we should specify, these are pictures of Santa, but these are pet pictures, I'm thinking. Right? Pet pictures yeah. Santa. Bring yeah. your pets down. Absolutely. Yeah. We actually had somebody call yesterday and ask if they could bring their rabbit. And we said, most definitely, just watch for dogs. Yeah. Because if there's a bunch of dogs in the building, we don't want anything to happen. No, that would not be very good on opening no. day. Gwen Aerosmith from Port- Four Paws. <laughs> Four Paws Pure. Thank you very much for coming in and bringing us up to date. Wonderful. Thank you. Okay. Hi, this is The Wolfman. Few entertainment genres have captured our imagination and been as successful as the good old-fashioned musical. From their vaudevillian roots to today's blockbusters, musicals have provided generations with a stream of memorable productions, show-stopping performances, and larger-than-life personalities. Join me for a unique adventure as we trip the light fantastic across more than a century of musical theater, from Broadway to the West End and all points in between. On with the show, Sunday afternoons at 2, only on Boomer Radio 93. New Horizons for Seniors program Call for Proposals is currently open and looking for your project ideas to help seniors in your community. The deadline to submit an application is December 21st at noon. Take in one of the many information sessions through December 14th to learn more about this important opportunity. Community-based projects are eligible to receive up to $25,000 in grant funding. To register for an upcoming information session, search for New Horizons Seniors program at eventbrite.ca. A solid foundation for 
or new and aspiring not-for-profit managers can mean the difference between moving forward or feeling stuck. Vantage Point's Essentials for New Managers covers tools and approaches to achieve success in new management roles. Take part to dissect topics like your role as a manager and supporting your team's performance. Registration and full details are available at thevantagepoint.ca. Level up your management skills over three Tuesday evening sessions. Essentials for New Managers from Vantage Point, starting February 8th via Zoom. Forecast from Environment Canada, cloudy today with a high of 3, clearing tonight, wind from the east at 20 becoming light after midnight, a low of minus 6 with a wind chill to minus 10. For Thursday, mainly sunny, wind at 15K, a high of minus 2 with a wind chill to minus 9. Featuring the people who make things happen in Prince George, you're listening to After 9 on 93.1 CFIS-FM. One of the big things, winter on Prince George brings, of course, is the Festival of Lights, joined now by Catherine Carlson from the Prince George Railway Forest Museum. Good morning, Catherine. Good morning. I think that we may not be connected. Oh, okay. You can hear me and I can hear you. Oh, okay, perfect. I can barely hear you. (laughs) Oh, that's not my fault. Oh, well, thanks for for having me online. Now, first off, the Festival of Lights... When does that start? So the Celebration of Lights starts on December 15th, and it runs through to December 23rd, and then after Christmas from the 27th to the 30th. Okay. So you give your people a little, a few days off at Christmas. That's correct. Yeah. Now, this is the Celebration of Lights, and for people who don't know, this is not, shall we say, an original idea at the museum, is it? No, the Celebration of Lights has actually been ongoing since about 2005, I want to say. And, that, and it was, the place I remember it as being was Tropic Canal Hill. Was that where it was all the time? Oh, so there's there's two different things. So we actually have the the display, the light displays that were on top of Connaught Hill. So we actually started our Celebration of Lights before we um, we were given the lights from um, on top of Connaught Hill. Um, those added to the to the experience and, and was a, were able to help us grow um, how we do the celebration of lights. Yeah, and we've we've received several donations of lights over the over the past several years. Um, last year, in particular, we received um, a, a quite a substantial donation from Eric Seaman that um, uh, in her in memory of his wife, Rose uh, Novak. Um, if some folks may remember, um, it was a light display that was up by the airport. Um, we have that here as well, and that particular collection will be along River Road, so everyone can see um, see that particular um, exhibit or collection um, just driving past on River Road without having to come through the park. Wow. Mm-hmm. Now, did you have the celebration of lights last year? We did. So last year we definitely pivoted and normally we have the celebration of lights in person um, and you come in through the through the main building and you walk about the park last year we pivoted to have a drive-through event um, and so um, vehicles had a once in a lifetime i guess this will be the second time in a lifetime opportunity to drive through the park um, on a planned route um, to, to experience the lights that way 
and it worked out really well last year with lots of positive comments and feedback. So I'm guessing, though, the road they took was not through the museum building with the cars? No, it was strictly outside in their vehicles, so folks lined up in front of our our museum building, kind of like when you get on your wait to get on a ferry, and then we allowed people one row at a time. So people book online, so they pre-book online for a specific time and day, and they come. We line them up, and then we start them running through the park about um, two kilometers an hour through the park. It takes about ten to twelve minutes to get through um, to see all the lights, um, going at about two kilometers an hour, and um, it's really quite lovely. Now, do you guys, because you have so many different displays and lights now, both from the celebration of the lights, from what you had before, and now as you were saying, the donations, do you change them around from year to year in terms of what is where? Um, we change the lights around every year so that you're, you're experiencing, experiencing them differently each year. Yeah. So some of, some of the things you'll see, a lot of the lights you'll see will be the same if you've gone the year before, but they won't be in the same order, they won't be in the same places. That's, that's correct. Even though they're, they may be the same lights, we've, we've added, we add every year. Um, you may not, let's say last year if you came, um, you may have missed a set of lights. So now those lights are going to be in a different location, so they'll, they'll be somewhat different. It's unique every year. Yeah. When do you guys start figuring out how you're going to set things up? Because I'm thinking, okay, you're opening on December 15th, so I'm thinking it's not December 14th. You guys are all going to go no. out there setting up lights. <laughs> no, we, we sit down actually in the summertime and map out, the, map out where the lights are going to go so that we have a really good idea of, of um, the surrounding area where the lights will be and what those spaces will look like. Yeah. And um, with the drive-through route, um, it does make things a little bit challenging because we want to make sure that vehicles, of course, are safe all the way through and that um, people can experience the lights from their vehicle at a, with the lights being at a particular distance away from the vehicle. So we, we drive through the site. We check out how far the lights do need to be so that you can actually experience, like, experience them through your window. Um, so it does take a lot of planning, <laughs> absolutely. Um, yeah, we usually start in the summertime with um, with um, uh, plotting out where everything is going to go. And then by um, October, we start setting up the lights. Okay. So you set them up in October. Obviously, they're not on at that point, though, right? No. No. So you set everything up. Do you turn them on once in a while when there's nobody at the museum just to make sure that things are working the way you want them to? Yeah, we usually, we'll have to turn them on at nighttime so that, um, so that we can see where the, where the gaps are. Yeah so that we ensure that there's a, a constant uh, light stream as you go and that you're not um, running into any uh, any dark spaces along the way. You don't want any black holes along the way. Yeah, that's right. So, what, I'll get the website now and I'll get the other thing because you have to pre-book online, so what's the website? So the website to book online is events.pgrfm. Dot bc dot ca. So what we've what we've done for the event this year is add three day, three days on on the on the front end of the event. So normally we would start on the 18th, but we've added three days on. 
so that we want to make sure that as many people who can or want to come and see the lights get to, get an opportunity to come in. And we've increased the length of time on the the 21st, 22nd, and 23rd by an hour. So we've got so the 21st to the 23rd we're open from five to ten. The rest of the time we're open from uh, five to nine. Five to nine is that also for the days after Christmas. Uh, five to eight thirty after Christmas. Sorry. Okay. So on this event, you were saying you get a lot of gifts on the lights every year. Yeah. Those gifts, if people want to give lights to you, they should want to get them to you as soon as they can after Christmas, so that when you guys start your planning in December, you can plan for those lights. Yeah. Yeah. Um, either before. The, the holiday or after in the new year, um, we'll accept lights any time of the year. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Wonderful. The Indigenous Sports Physical Activity and Recreation Council is in need of a sports and physical activity coordinator for the Northeast region. The primary role of the regional coordinator is to engage communities, partners, and groups in the development of community-based programs for Indigenous people throughout the region. Application information and full details are available at ispark.ca. That's ispark in need of a sports and physical activity coordinator for the Northeast region. Application deadline is today. Recycle your old or broken eyewear, and it could improve someone's life in another country. Donation is easy as the Spruce City Lions Club has a Recycle for Sight collection box in the Seniors Resource Center at 7th and Victoria. Simply bring in your old eyewear and drop them off. Donated glasses will be cleaned, categorized by prescription, and prepared for distribution free of charge to people in developing countries. The Lions Recycle for Sight. Donate your old eyeglasses today at 721 Victoria Street. The BC Schizophrenia Society is looking for stories from people dealing with mental health or addiction issues. Stories of hope and perseverance, stories of what you have learned, and stories that help us all know that we are not alone. If you have a story, experience, or happy little antidotes that you would like to share with the world on society's website or social media channels, let the BC Schizophrenia Society know. Send your story in today by email to digitalcoms, C-O-M-M-S, at bcss.org. Does your not-for-profit organization foster an atmosphere for healthy and productive conflict? Conflict can bring forward new ideas and perspectives to strengthen an organization when it's approached with care. On December 7th, Vantage Point's Conflict and Challenging Conversations covers how to embrace productive conflict and develop key skills to resolve unproductive conflict. Registration and full details are available through thevantagepoint.ca. Conflict and Challenging Conversations, Tuesday, December 7th from 9 at noon through thevantagepoint.ca. Thank you for tuning in and staying tuned to After 9 on 93.1 CFIS-FM. Talking with Catherine Carlson from the Prince George Railway Forest Museum, and I, Steve, is my mic even on at this point? Okay. I'm switching back, and I'm going to just let her turn mic two up again so she can hear me. Oh, I can hear you now. Okay, perfect. Yep. Okay, but I'm still not sure what's going on here. Um, it mm-hmm. was Catherine. So we've been talking, of course, about the celebration of lights. But you guys have also got um, an opportunity for people to get some holiday photos out there at the museum. Yes, we do. This is a new thing for us this year. And we've partnered with Jen Kime from uh, Purple Moose Portraits. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so she's doing, this weekend is the last weekend that Ooh. that we're doing them. So from December uh, 2nd to the 5th, there's still time on Thursday and Friday, I believe, and then on sa- Saturday and Sunday in the morning. Also, you ha- you want to pre-book those, and you go online, the same the same um, mm-hmm. um, address that I just gave you, events.pgrfm.bc.ca. Um, you'll find an, op- an option to collect, select, pardon me, holiday photos. Yeah. And so the price range is $20. Um, that's where, where it starts at, which will give you a 5 by 7 print. But you can actually um, look for different options um, once you're on site. Okay, so, th- so the photos are not all set up at exactly the same location for everyone. Uh, well, they're, so the photos are being done inside the gallery at the museum. Now, each year we decorate our, our gallery. If you've, if you've been down here, you, you know the, how elaborate we can get with our, yes. our, our decorations in here. And so this year we have folks posing on a Santa chair or in front of a fireplace um, inside the gallery. Um, and, yes, there is no Santa this year. Uh-huh. Just um, because of COVID regulations, yeah. it just isn't... Uh, <laughs> just doesn't work. It doesn't work out that way, but the the image that we have or the backdrop that we have is, is really quite stunning. Okay. And so now, getting back to the celebration of lights for a second, because this was something I was just thinking of, mm-hmm. is um, I know in the past, like, you had musical guests, if you will, out there and stuff like that. Is there anything of that this year, or is it pretty much because of COVID, it's the drive-through for the celebration of lights? The drive-through is the celebration of lights. Yeah, I do believe we may have um, Telus come out on a couple of days to mm-hmm. hand out some hot chocolate or, or something like that. Okay. But um, um, yeah, that's uh, we yeah. just the just the drive-through. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Normally, normally we have um, live musicians come and perform inside the gallery for us and we have fire pits and all sorts of things going on uh this year one more year and hopefully next year we'll have an in-person event and we'll have bonfires and musicians back on site um we will have um music for folks that they can go to a particular radio station as they're driving through um and they can listen to holiday music as they're driving through the site so you get um that added enhanced experience Mm -hmm. i guess when you're when you're seeing the lights Okay, and you were saying, how long does it take driving at the two kilometers an hour, or about how long does it take to get through? So it takes about about 10 to 12 minutes to drive through. Okay. Yeah, and I do want to note that um, we have it timed really nicely, so the folks, when they come for their time slot and they, they park in the front, yeah. we get them through that parking lot, so they're not waiting very long at all. Okay. Yeah, they may be waiting for five seven minutes out front yeah. and that's probably pushing it yeah and so again you're booking and i'm guessing then from what you're saying the time slot you're booking for is what about a half hour so you're so how we have it set up online is you book every we have it set up so that 20 cars can come through every 15 minutes wow. yeah <clears throat> and so you go online and you book for that that time slot mm-hmm. you arrive maybe five minutes early yes. um and then once 5 o'clock hits, then we start moving people through the park. Okay. And they, once they arrive, we check that they have their ticket. Yeah. And we give them some instructions before they go in. We'll have volunteers and staff throughout the park so that we make sure that they're going in the proper direction. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they make their way out. And um, it's very clearly marked where, where you're going to be going through the park. Okay, so mm-hmm. you, you don't... 
you don't have like a pilot vehicle or anything nope. that leads them through. It's just nope. whoever's first in line. Whoever's first in line is the first one that goes through. <clears throat> and then it's very clearly um, marketed along the way um, how you go. And we will have staff along the path, staff or volunteers along the pathway, right. um, to direct people okay. should they need need to know that direction, which direction to go. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm thinking with so many lights around as well, I could see somebody kind of looking at some of the lights and going, okay, wait a second. They, wait, I'm lost. Light, no. <laughs> light looks like it's an arrow or something. Is that yeah. Going or? You'd be hard-pressed to... Um, Veer off the path. Oh, yeah, there, it's so it, lit up that um, it would be very, very challenging to um, to go off the path. Yeah, don't put it past me, though. I mean, no, that's right. When people give me directions, they always say you can't miss it, and I'll say, oh, I can. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so now, I guess the other question I've got to ask at this point, because you guys have done this for a number of years now. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking the one thing that's missing right now, though, is the snow, isn't it? Yes, it would be very nice if we had the snow. The 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 space looks so much more magical when we have snow on the ground. And you get the reflections of the lights. Yeah, yeah. Well, we still got two weeks. We still have two weeks. Last year, we were we were um, you know wishing for wishing for snow and and really frozen mm-hmm. freezing weather so that the ground froze nice and solid for when the vehicles came yeah. through. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and the day before we had snow. Oh, perfect. so so maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Fingers so, crossed. Yeah, yeah. So the weather's been like this until December fourteenth. People, be alert. Yeah, snow is going to come so that the uh, railway forest museum can have their celebration of lights. That's right. Everyone thinks snow. <laughs> yes, yeah, I'm sure you're not the only people who are thinking snow. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so again, Catherine, what is the email address for? A pre-booking for the events, right? So the, photos so, or the celebration of lights. Okay, so the address for booking either holiday photos or to come to the celebration of lights is events. dot mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And it may take a while to guess and say if people are just looking for information on the museum itself, just drop the events part. Yep. Okay. That's right. That's right. And, and yep. And they can link to the events from the from the main web page, anyways. Right? You can, yeah. If you go to our Facebook page, it's it's much it it, it updates every day mm-hmm. um, on our Facebook page, and um, you can find out all the information you need about the event on our Facebook page. Now, a quick question I've got to ask because we haven't touched on this: Is the museum itself open? Yes. Ah. So the the museum has been open. We closed temporarily um, in 2020. Yes. Um, but we've been open since June last year in 2020. Um, uh, from Wednesday to Sunday, okay. eleven to eleven to four. Right. Um, as we're going into the holiday season, some of the some of the weekends timing will change because we have different events that are happening on the weekends. Um, so definitely um, give us a call if you have any questions. Um, can I give you my phone number? Yeah. Here, so two five zero five six three seven three five one. Um, if there are any questions or comments or anything like that, definitely give us a, a shout. Or you can email admin um, at pgrfm.bc.ca. I'm starting to detect a pattern here with stuff like the website address and the emails. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Catherine Carlson with the Prince George Railway Sports Museum. Thank you very much for coming on this morning, bringing us up to date on the celebration of lights and the holiday photos you guys are doing. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Okay. Take okay. a quick break. Be back with more.
after nine. The Indigenous Sports, Physical Activity and Recreation Council is in need of a sports and the physical activity coordinator for the Northeast region. The primary role of the regional coordinator is to engage communities, partners, and groups in the development of community-based programs for Indigenous people throughout the region. Application information and full details are available at ispark.ca. That's iSpark in need of a sports and physical activity coordinator for the Northeast region. Application deadline is today. Theatre Northwest will be taking to the stage for the 2021-22 season with a musical about a group taking to the stage. The Marvelous Wonderest is a jukebox musical featuring songs from the 50s and 60s and includes two local actors, Shelby Meany and Maggie Trepanier. It's a light, fun way to get the new season underway. The Marvelous Wonderest is on stage at Theatre Northwest in the Park Hill Centre through December 8th. Tickets for the Marvelous Wonderettes are on sale now through theaternorthwest.com. Career paths are rarely linear. Not-for-profit leaders have career choices that lead to unexpected opportunities. Learn how to intentionally manage your career to foster your professional success with Vantage Point Strategic Career Management. This three-hour workshop provides clarity on marketable skills, developing next steps, and learning actions to proactively manage your career. Registration and full details are available through the vantagepoint.ca. Strategic Career Management, Thursday afternoon from 1 to 4 through the vantagepoint.ca. Forecast from Environment Canada, cloudy today with a high of 3, clearing tonight, wind from the east at 20 becoming light after midnight, a low of minus 6 with a wind chill to minus 10. For Thursday, mainly sunny, wind at 15K, a high of minus 2 with a wind chill to minus 9. This is After 9 on Prince George's Community Station, 93.1 CFIS-FM. Now in studio again. Somebody who I have not talked to in quite a while. Yeah. But we've been in contact, if you will, on Facebook and stuff like that because I keep saying, what have you gonna, when are you going to have something <laughs> we can talk about? And by golly, Genevieve Jade now has a new album out. I do, yeah. yeah. And now this is your first full-length album, isn't it? It is, yeah. Because yeah, what was it? For Him came out when? Twenty Late 2017. Okay. Yeah. And that was five? Uh, basically five songs. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And this is, as I say, a full-length album, ten songs. Yeah. Now, one thing I was thinking about... Now, we should tell people, if you're looking on the back of the album, because so often, I'm Not Who You Think I Am is the name of the album. Yes. And so often, of course, you're looking at the back of the album, you're saying, I don't see that title anywhere as a song. Yeah. Uh, so, I'm Not Who You Think I Am comes from this song, Fourth Cup of Coffee, uh, that's, I think, track two, and yes. th- that's the lyric that goes throughout in the chorus of okay. Fourth Cup of Coffee. Fourth yeah. Cup of Coffee. Fourth is Cup of Coffee. High, is that what you, you need to get going? <laughs> I, it used to be. I've got really bad acid reflux in my older age now. Okay. So. Don't talk to me about older age, young lady. I can't do, I can't do four cups anymore, but that song was written while drinking my fourth cup coffee. of coffee, yeah. <laughs> so are you now back to, as he pulls out another title, track eight, are you now just drinking tea? Um, occasionally, <laughs> <Okay>. yes. <laughs> I just found it interesting that you had two songs on the album like that. I like to be well caffeinated. Oh, good. <laughs> and, then, and then the songs just flow. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> now, are all of these songs, shall we say, COVID songs? Like written um, since COVID, or there's a few on there that were written uh, over COVID. Just drinking tea was one of them, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, but most of them are they've been over the last few years, or some of them even longer. Wow. So, yeah, there's a few songs on there that were written um, right after I released my first album okay. in 2017. Yeah. 
Yeah, I find it uh, difficult to write new songs until I've released something. Mm -hmm. So now I've got a bunch in the works that I'm already (laughs) ready for. Yeah. What is it then? You like to sort of be able to say, I've got the songs I need for my next album, so I don't want to give myself any trouble by writing another song that's going to have to take one of these out. Yeah, exactly. And I I don't want to lose passion from the the work that I'm currently releasing, because I find I get attached to newer things, (laughs) right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry, you're two years old. I don't want you anymore. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) What's different about the album? Like, do, when you were writing the songs, were you, even when you were writing the songs, were you thinking, whoa, this would not have gone on for him? Totally, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, what's different is, I guess I've, you know, I've I've grown up a little bit. My first EP was written, those were the first songs I ever wrote, yeah. so they were like my little, my babies, right? <laughs> and now, uh, my new album is kind of a compilation of just different experiences throughout my entire 20s so it's it's different in that sense i guess the subject matter is maybe a little bit more mature mm-hmm. um but also the the instruments that i've chosen um we've gone in like a little bit more of like an alternative rather than like a pop rock okay vibe so yeah. there's a lot of different elements to the album such as we've added synth and keys which we've never had before <laughs> there's some saxophone in there Ooh. there's bowed upright bass yeah. so there's a lot of different yeah just different little tidbits that we've added and it's we had a producer this album as well yeah wow. so connor pritchard um yeah. recorded produced and mixed the album and he also plays on it as well so we he had his uh his fingerprints are all over. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, totally. So when you, when you were doing the songs, were you in the studio sometimes doing the songs and suddenly thinking, you know what would sound good on that song? A saxophone. And then yeah. adding sax. So you didn't, a lot of times the songs, you just had the basic. Well. Because you write with what, guitar? Guitar, yeah. yeah. Acoustic guitar. Yeah, well, um, some of the little surprise, little fluff elements that mm-hmm. we've added in were afterwards, but yeah. a lot of it, uh, we did some pre-production as mm-hmm. well. So Connor came and listened to the songs, how they were written, and then kind of shaped it from there. Yeah, kind of got an idea and said, okay, well, I mean, on just what every song, you're yeah. going to need drums. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> you're going to need drums. You're going to need the acoustic guitar. You're probably going to need a bass at some point. Yeah. And then... He's listening to them, you're listening to them, and you're saying, this would be a good one to maybe have this type of instrument on as well. Yeah, for sure. More of the arrangement side is what he really dabbled in, was just changing a few parts here and Mm -hmm. there, maybe shortening up a verse, adding a chorus sooner than it would have been, Mm -hmm. things like that, yeah. Were there any of the songs where he changed even the feel of the song to some extent? Like, you'd written a song, say... I'm not going to say it to be sung at a funeral. He changed it to being a wedding song. Yeah. Were there songs that where he maybe changed the tempo on it a little bit and you were kind of going, totally. I like that. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. totally. In fact, we we slowed a lot, some of the songs down. Okay. Because you can really get that more of like a groovy take on the song Mm -hmm. if you just take a few BPMs off. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not, as you were saying, it's not as pop as for him was. Yeah, for sure. There's, There's a few... Pop, oh, yeah. poppier songs, you know, but gotta have the mix. yeah, yeah. But there's there's a lot of different genres going on into this album. I wanted to make something that would be accessible for a lot, like a large variety of listeners. Yeah. And now I have to ask because we were saying the album title "I'm Not Who You Think I Am" 
comes from Fourth Cup of Coffee. Yeah. And I was reading the press release that was sent out with it. Yeah. Where you talk about what the song is all about. And I, the first thing that came to my mind was, I'm not who you think I am. Is this addressed to the same person as for him? No. Okay. I was just wondering, because <laughs> it just seemed like it would be almost a natural progression, because in the, I guess you don't want to call them liner notes, if you yeah. will, you were talking about how the relationship with a person, and you start drinking coffee one morning when you're alone, and you're starting to think, well, am I the person they think I am? Yeah. And then I was thinking, well, her first DP was called for him, so I'm wondering, no, okay. Yeah, it's yes. not. For him... I don't even know who he is, to be quite honest oh, with you. Okay. <laughs> He's not the girl in the tracks, though. No, no. no. <laughs> so, actually, let's go to a break. Okay. Let's go to a break. I'll think of some more questions to ask Genevieve Jade after nine. Okay. Cat Sharp's recent project, Cleave, is now available for viewing at Two Rivers Gallery. Cleave embodies themes of connection and identity as Cat explores her Densulan heritage. Her multimedia pieces incorporate culturally significant imagery as well as materials like leather and fur processed by family members into college works on paper. Check out Cleave by Cat Sharp on display from January 9th at Two Rivers Gallery, open 10 to 5 Tuesday through Saturday and noon to 5 Sunday where creativity flows in the Canada Games Plaza. Theatre Northwest will be taking to the stage for the 2021-22 season with a musical about a group taking to the stage. The Marvelous Wonderest is a jukebox musical featuring songs from the 50s and 60s and includes two local actors, Shelby Meany and Maggie Trepanier. It's a light, fun way to get the new season underway. The Marvelous Wonderest is on stage at Theatre Northwest in the Park Hill Centre through December 8th. Tickets for The Marvelous Wonderest are on sale now through theaternorthwest.com. The United Way Tree of Lights is back for another season. The tree is being lit up string by string as donations come in. You can make a donation by driving by the United Way office near 15th and Spruce. The first 50 people donating will receive a $10 gift card from Mr. Mike's. A donation of $25 or more could win you a hashtag local love package. Full details of this year's United Way Tree of Lights campaign are available at uwtol.ca. In support of their annual Gift for Grizzlies fundraiser, the Grizzly Bear Foundation is presenting an auction for grizzlies online. This silent auction features art, photography, experiences, gifts, and more. Included is an original 48 by 36 acrylic painting by Doria Moody. All proceeds support the Foundation's work to protect grizzly bears. Details on the Grizzly Bear Foundation's Auction for Grizzlies and the December 9th Give for Grizzlies fundraiser are available at grizzlybearfoundation.com. You're listening to After 9 on Prince George's Community Station, 93.1 CFIS-FM. So Genevieve, we were saying... I'm not who you think I am, which I have to keep looking at the title because it's, it's a, a, it's a logical one. title, but <laughs> it's so easy to get it wrong, is your first full-length album, and I think you had another first with this album, didn't you? Your first actual music video. You've yeah. done some performance videos before, oh, but you've did. got an actual music video on this one, and I've yeah. seen it, and it's different. <laughs> yeah, that, good. I like that response. <laughs> yeah, uh, so this music video um, and the album as well, actually, and we also have a mini documentary out. Mm. All three of those projects were uh, generously supported by Creative BC and the province of British Columbia. That's how we were able to capture all of those um, 
pieces to the project. Um, so the video run was done in town here from a group called Mid North Music, that's run by um, Britt Meyerhofer and Nathan Kelly yeah. of Crohn's. Yes, and Britt Am, of course. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we we went together and kind of decided to make this fun music video. I had an idea in mind. I wanted to make a mask, mm-hmm. like a metaphor for the monster. And yeah, we had a lot of fun with it. It looked like it. Yeah, it was it was good. It was during that hot spell in the summer. It was like 35 degrees out. <laughs> so it, it was sweat, a sweaty time. Yeah. So you probably were going, no, no, you can wear the mask now for a while. Uh, yeah, yeah, Chris, uh, my friend Chris Dibbins is behind the mask. And yeah, he was a real pro about it. Well, most of the time, <laughs> Because it's been a few days since I've seen the video, but I think you've got the mask on at one point, too, don't you? Yeah, I do. (laughs) Which, again, I just found, I was thinking, okay, I'm going to have to sit down at some point when I've got some time where I can watch the video like three or four times in a row and just try to figure out what all's going on. Yeah. Because the other thing is, the video, it is so, I'll say, interesting. Yeah. But it's also tough, I found, the first couple of times I watched it, I was having trouble listening to the music and relating it back to the video for some reason. I yeah. just I just fo- I think I was focusing on the video so much. Totally. But I wasn't really listening to the music. And that's that's okay. I find music videos can be so serious and literal. Yeah. And they kind of bother me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I really wanted to make something yeah. that was fun and kind of quirky and comical at the same time, kind of like poking fun at the music video yes. whole scene. Mm-hmm. Um so I think we achieved that yeah. <laughs> by your response. Yes. <laughs> yeah, the song's about um, just basically like the monster that lives within yeah. you. And you, yeah, it's up to you to take a stance and change things in your life if you want to. No one else is going to do it for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of what the whole metaphor behind it is. It's like, it's not everyone else that's against you. It's you that's could be against yourself. So you got to mm-hmm. battle that out internally. <laughs> And now the other thing that has obviously changed in the very recent past is you're actually being able to go and entertain in front of people again. I I am, yeah. Yeah. Back on stage. What was it like the first time that you did it? What was your first live show after pandemic? Because I know you've been sort of a supporting act, if you will, on a couple of other people's concerts. Um, yeah, I've, I played my, my first one back. It was actually, well, still during the pandemic, Mm -hmm. I guess we're still in the pandemic. The mm. first one was um, not last summer, but the summer before, so uh-huh. 2020. Um, I was out at Byland Creek Farm. Oh, right. Yeah, Picnic yes. on the Farm. So that was kind of my first one. Yeah. But uh, my big one this summer, I played at Peace Valley Folk Fest. Mm-hmm. That was their first um, their first date as a festival. Yeah. And I played as a solo act and then also with my folk band, Patchwork. Okay. So we played, we played there, and just recently I played on stage with Brit A.M., and I opened up for her as well, mm-hmm. just last weekend. Yeah. Now, this weekend... Now, this weekend... You get to step out in front on your own. Yeah. Well, with my band. Well, but, yes. yeah. Well, yeah, but still, it's you and the band. Yeah. Yeah, so, totally. Well, maybe not quite that dramatic a difference in the it's introductions, us. but yeah. <laughs> so... When, where, how can people get tickets? Yeah, so um, as of now, it is officially, it's sold out, but we are getting word that capacity in the north here is changing up to 50%, 50%, whereas before today it was 50 people. So that could mean that we will be releasing some tickets. I don't know exactly how many. I want to just 
catch wind with Amanika first yes. before I announce that. Um, but if you follow Amanika Arts on Facebook or myself, Genevieve Jade, on Instagram, Facebook. Jade, J-A-I-D-E. Yes. I'm sure if you type in J-A-D-E, it'll take you to the right place. But yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah, it's an interesting spelling. Yes. Um, but yeah, if you follow any myself or Amanika, we will, or Mad Loom Productions, mm-hmm. We will keep you in the loop as of how you can get those extra few tickets if they become available. So when is it scheduled if people can get tickets? It's this Saturday, mm-hmm. December 4th, and doors open at 7.30, and the show starts at 8. Wow. Yeah. And is it strictly, shall we say, an album release party? It's you, the band, and the album? There's no opening act or anything? Uh, we have two um, supporting acts. Mm-hmm. We have Michael Watson, who is in my band Patchwork. Mm-hmm. And then we also have Brit AM okay. coming to join. Yeah. Okay. So you guys are just switching roles for this one. Exactly. Trading services. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Genevieve Jade, as always, pleasure to chat with you. Yeah. Thank you, Alan. Especially now that you've actually got some new music for yeah. me. Yeah. And we are going to listen now to Run to wrap up the show. Genevieve, have a great show on Saturday. Thank you.
off her new album, I'm Not Who You Think I Am. Her album release, of course, as we were saying this weekend, Amanika Art Center. Go to their website or hers to get information on if there's any tickets available. That'll do it for today's show. Truly Classen is in tomorrow after 9. After 9 is a daily presentation of CFIS-FM. After 9 is produced by Alan Wishart, Echo Wiley, Trudy Clausen, and Rez Krebs. Executive producer is Reg Fair with technical assistance from Stephen Smith. Additional contributors include CBC News and the National Campus and Community Radio Association. Theme music is by The Ebbs. For a rebroadcast of today's program, check out the podcast link at cfisfm.ca. To provide feedback or suggestions for the show, please email cfisfm at yahoo.ca. CA. This is 93.1 CFIS-FM, Prince George, proudly supported by community mining businesses like Scouting Engineering on Queensway.